It was all a pipe dream Watching bodyboarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide Eating shit pies, maybe Today, welcome high. to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 14 of our Verbal Journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor Well, ladies and gents, today's guest is a jack of all trades and a master of many. He's Port Mac's unassuming silent assassin on the boog and just an all-round great bloke to be around. He enjoys spending his time in the snow, travelling the wide countryside in his coaster and he's recently purchased a fresh pooch, speaking to none (laughs) other than Chase O'Leary. What's happening, bros? How's that intro? It's pretty pretty funny. Hey, <laughs> you got to put um, yeah. You, know, you put a bit of time in that one. That was pretty good. You're pretty good. <laughs> nah, dude, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. That's off the top of the head, man. There's all those. Alrighty, things Adam. When I'm thinking oh. about you, you know. <laughs> nah, that's good. You're pretty good. Hey, good podcaster. Ah, thanks, bro. Thanks. Yeah, I, I usually just like um, you know, when I'm like when no one's at home, man, I'll just go into the mirror in the bathroom and just. Grab a hairbrush, you know, and just start talking into it. It's just one of my little little passions. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, what's been going on, dude? How's how's life been treating you? Um, yeah, no, life's been pretty good. Um, I've just been, oh, the last couple of weeks, I've just been busy doing uni. I'm in my, like, I've just finished, like, my third year of uni. Like, I'm doing school teaching, uh, doing high school teaching online um yeah like fully online uni so yeah i just actually finished finished up for the year like yesterday so um yeah the last couple of weeks have just been just on the computer heaps and just surfing and on the computer and um and yeah just getting that done and now i'm just kind of don't know i'm just uh, i've got a house here in port and that I Airbnb it out kind of like during the summer so I've just yeah I'm just going to get organized for that and um yeah pretty well that's it yeah kind of kind of got a free slate kind of kind of got a free slate for a few weeks till I'm yeah busy getting into that really that's epic man I'm just only thinking in my head now going like counting the months down towards the end of the year god you uni folk get some good breaks man like that's yeah what is that going to be like four months yeah, I kind of yeah. I think I, I start back on the in February. So, but the last few years I've um done it over summer. But um, like I kind of get like you know two or three weeks off between each trimester. Like there's three trimesters in the year. So okay. last last couple of years I've done it over summer. So I'll just like the normal years I've had. I've kind of have like two or three weeks off, and then yeah, get back into it and go over Chrissy and stuff like. But um. Uh, there's no like avail. There's no subjects that I can do this year because I've done them all that are that are available over summer. So I've just got to, yeah. I've kind of got like yeah, four or five months off. So you've been I'm grinding. Just gonna, yeah, I have been grinding kind of with uni. Like, um, but yeah, it's been sick doing it online. I've been able to like, yeah, jump in the bus and go like, go travel and stuff. But just making sure I do my like kind of like two hours a day sort of thing. So. Like I don't get too far behind. Man, you so, got a strict, solid routine there, eh? Like you're a pretty yeah. stringent bloke when it comes to 
knuckling down and getting it done? Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I've, I'm pretty lucky. I don't have kids or a miso or I don't really have <laughs> I don't really have that many responsibilities at the moment, to be honest. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's pretty good in that sense that, yeah, I can kind of just, yeah, I don't know, just do my own thing really. But yeah, I've just been, I've got to, yeah, I suppose I have a bit of self-discipline just to keep, to keep going and um yeah with this uni thing i'm just i can see the light at the end of the tunnel i've only got like another year to go and then i'm and i'm done and i've just got like you know i'll be able to i'll have like a teaching degree under my belt and it'll just be another feather in the cap that you know i could travel with or yeah go around australia and get like you know get casual work or whatever it's just like it's just another thing another feather in the hat really yeah and it's just uh it's a certificate that's going to make you money regardless, you know, like you could have all those skills and still be um, not making a cent, but if you've got that bit of paper, you're just set for life and as you said, you can go anywhere in the country and make it happen. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I was a teacher's aide for like, for like a year and a half or something, so I kind of, I've been on like, I've trialled like, kind of being like on, yeah, at, at school, like with kids and I found it pretty rewarding and the kids like took a liking to me and yeah, it's just like, I don't know, I kind of enjoyed it. So I'm just like, yeah, kind of committed to doing the degree and whatever. So yeah, I just want to, I don't want to be some like, I don't want to be like a 50 year old bloke, like with a busted back cause he's been concrete and like for like four, like 30 years. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather, I don't know. I, I, like, I like using my head more than my body, to be honest. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I just smart, like, man. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of old fellas that are just, like, got cooked backs and they're just, like, yeah, they're, like, they're like oh, I wish I wish I used my head more than my body, you know? But, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sure. kind of took a leaf out of their book. Yeah, for sure. I want to be, I want to be, like, surfing and booging and shit till I'm, like, till I can't, like until I'm a cripple, eh? So, yeah, the less damage I can do to my body, like throughout a lifetime. But I, I still don't get me wrong. I still like a good, uh, honest, hard day's work, like hundred percent. Like I've been helping mates, like doing landscape and whatever. But like, it's cool. Like, it's cool to do a good day's work and just like, kind of like brings me back to reality and, um, I don't know, makes me appreciate why I'm just like slaving doing uni and whatever. Like. Um, yeah, it makes me appreciate why I'm doing it, like, sort of thing. So I'm not, like, this is not a forever thing, like, slaving out in the sun and, like, you know, five days a week or whatever. I'm just, like, I want to do something a bit more rewarding, a bit more of a lifestyle. Like, the school teachers got, they get heaps of holidays and the days are a bit shorter and it's just, like, more of a light lifestyle gig, I reckon. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is, especially casually just floating around doing whatever you like, whenever you like. And I'm going back to your um, your good routine and like your good structure and putting your head down and getting it done. You know, I'm I'm looked around this year, looking at different um, results throughout the bodyboarding calendar, and I reckon that attitude from you, mate, might have um, snared Port Mac with their 2022 team challenge win. Like, can you yeah. give us a rundown on that, mate? Because that was yeah, that that was astronomical. Yeah, um, yeah, that that comp's pretty sick. Like, um, well, I don't know. Like this in 2022, I don't really kind of out of loop a little bit. But I'll, I'll, I see a few like <clears throat> world tour clips online and whatever. But in in this, like 
talking about like the Australian kind of bodyboard comp scene or whatever. I don't know. I don't think there's many comps happening or whatever, but that was probably like, I don't know. It's got to be like one of the best comps that's ran this year um, kind of thing. And it's, I don't know, just, just, just like we got good waves for it. And it was like, it was that break wall, which is like my home break pretty much here in Port. And like <clears throat> on the final day, like, everyone like it was like a full coliseum like there was like people like from the tip of the break wall like all the way along the rocks to the car park like i don't know so there's like there's 10 teams so there's 100 competitors but then plus like they bring their families and and like whatever but like i swear there was like i don't know maybe like 200 people or something like all along the rocks just like watching like the last like couple of heats because it was kind of like it was getting pretty tight and whatever it was just yeah it was a sick comp but um yeah so last year we oh i don't know if it ran last year because of covid i'm not sure or whatever but the last the last the team that won it last was newey so um yeah we were like our team captain shaden was like i don't know like he's he plays footy and whatever and so he's like pretty much the best man for the job as a captain and he kind of like yeah, like, he took it pretty serious, and we got all the boys together and, like, had, like, beers, like, prior to it and just revved each other up, and, yeah, like, we're all pretty, like, we're just, like, we can't let Newey, like, beat us again pretty much, pretty much. so, yeah. No, Especially it was, it was pretty turf. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's just, like, a sick comp, because bodyboarding's kind of, like, an individual sport, in a sense, and, um, I don't know, you just, that goes out the window on that comp, because you're just all, like, I don't know, it's just a full team, it's just a full team atmosphere and like, you just all, like, you cheer and you other team members on and I don't know, it's, it's just such a different comp to like any other comp, it's sick I reckon and um, hence why it's going pretty well and like, yeah, like Dan, our club president's had to knock teams back, um, like, cause he, I don't know, kind of 10 teams is a cut off, otherwise you just don't have enough time pretty much and um yeah, it's just a sick comp, I reckon. But yeah, stoked we won it. And um, yeah, it'll be sick for next year. Looking forward to next year. Oi, can you give us an insight into the team songs or like the G-ups that Shade and Trader gave you guys? Like, was there some <laughs> full-on crazy chants, like tapping on the ass, clashing of the beers, like boys were getting into it? Um, oh, not that far, but I don't know. He's just a good... Um, oh, no, he's just, very, he's just very serious and he's just like... I oh, know I'm kind of a bit blasé. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll be right, boys. Like, we'll like we'll win or whatever. And he's just like kind of sat us down. Like, nah, boys. Like, like, boys, we've got to properly win this. A eh? like, we're gonna take you know, like, kind of just made it a bit more like serious sort of thing. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, like we met at the pub like a few days out, and he's just like he gave us a little pep, he gave us a little pep talk, and can't remember exactly, but he just like kind of. Just, yeah, just made me take it a bit more serious, which was good for sure. I was actually like, I was the last surfer in the, I was the, I was the last person in the, um, I had, I was like in the last heat of the whole comp or second last heat of the whole comp or something. And it was pretty tight between, we kind of like, it was pretty tight between Port and Newey and maybe Port Stevens or whatever. So, but yeah, I was actually really nervous, eh? It was, it was kind of hectic. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, yeah. before you heat, you were kind of strategizing, going, all right, I've got to do X, Y, and Z, and this and that. Yeah, and... yeah, fully, yeah. I was like, because it could be the deciding heat. Like, if I, like, I don't know, and I had a Newey guy in the heat too, so we're kind of like, 
got a like beat. I think it was Jimmy Lee that was in for Newey, and he's like, we yeah. just got to go in front, like just got to beat him, beat him pretty much, and like could be like the deciding heat of the whole thing. And I know I was like, yeah, I was kind of felt the pressure to be honest, and yeah, kind of. I don't think I think I got second day. Eh? It was like the first time I've. It was the first time I haven't got first in the teams in that thing. Was the first time ever, to be honest. And I was What's in that every heat. heat you've competed I've, in, you've taken out first. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty wow, sure. Wow, that's an epic record, bros. Get that frame. That's pretty funny, record. yeah. But then this year I got a second for the first time. So, but anyway, we still won. It's all the points, mate. Stack up. Yeah, points. I know. It's not that yeah. full like individualistic vibe. It's like just making. Yeah, sure it's a full team. Te- yeah, it's a full team vibe. It's sick. It's a sick comp. I think the surfers. Hey, I think the surf. I think the surfers do like a comp similar too, but they run up. They they actually run up and down the beach or whatever like that. And like, yeah, like and uh, like I've heard what the port port surfers have been in that or whatever. And it's just yeah, it's a sick. It's a sick comp, and um, it's just different. But yeah, it's an epic comp. Did you end up back at uh, level seven at Kingy's Pad, just raving on? <laughs> yeah, we did. Eh? It's pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. It's a pretty big one. Few of the Cronulla, few of the Cronulla boys are there too. No, we had a good night. It was a funny prezo. Like we had, um, we had Sam Strachan and Kingy get on the. Um, Get on the guitar and the mic um, at the at the pub after, and then um, and then kind of like I don't know, kind of sh- shut early, and uh, obviously there was like a few. We're all kind of there raving and whatever, and yeah, it was like let's go back to level seven, and it was uh, it was pretty yeah, it was pretty funny. The actual uh, the actual uh, cops end up coming because it was so loud. <laughs> Bullshit! You actually got yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, we're just like, at, the cops just rocked in there, like someone let them in or something like that, and um, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty funny, but yeah, it was oh, alright, we just kind of shut down, but yeah, they rocked in maybe like 12 or 1 or something, and they were like, they were like yeah, it wasn't, a, it wasn't hard to find, because we could just hear it, hear it from the headland, which was like, I don't know, 500 metres away. So you're telling me, pretty rowdy. the King's Palace, the King of Port Mac, in his own palace, level 7, got fully raided by the feds <laughs> i wouldn't go that far just a little like just a little not a raided by the feds just a little quieting down yeah okay. yeah i nah, reckon it was good it was sick ages, eh? they've seen all those crazy yeah for sure i don't think it was the first i don't i don't think it was the first time either apparently but anyway. yeah, his face is plastered all around town <laughs> mate like he's selling houses left right and center of course he's yeah the talking point for sure <laughs> nah it was a good night he's the colonel boys are there it was good like catching up with them and um nah yeah overall it was just a sick it was a sick week it's a sick weekend that's why everyone that's yeah everyone that comes and whatever it's just like I uh, know it's a good social occasion, good team environment, and yeah, it's an epic comp. Yeah, bloody oath, man. Um, oh, you know, you said a point before that, that that really kind of sat with me when you were talking about you still love an honest day's work, and that's all time because it's always good just rolling up the sleeves and seeing it from the other side, or you know, getting a bit of physical labour in than than just sitting there and um, you know, still working hard in like an admin position or a teacher or like whatever other role you're talking about but um i know you've held some pretty random jobs over your time man can can you can you run us through some crazy jobs that you've you've had whilst you're on the road yeah um yeah like like a few oh far out it would have been like 
um, like, yeah, four or five years ago now, like when I went around Australia, um, I, I, uh, yeah, got a job on a grain, on the grain harvest in South Oz. Um, I've worked oyster farm, like done oyster farming in South Oz a couple of times, like just a couple of little stints or whatever, just to build the kitty up and keep traveling. And, um, where'd you do the oyster farming at? Um, I've done it in Coffin Bay, which is oh, near Port Lincoln, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Coffin Bay, yeah, Coffin Bay oysters are like, yeah, they're nuts. They're so good. I didn't actually didn't really like oysters that much until um, I got a job like doing it, and the 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 boss was like cracking them on the boat and giving them to me. And I was just like, whoa, these are like, and just become like addicted to them pretty much. And um, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. So, yeah, nah, um, yeah, I did a stint there. I did a stint in Smoky Bay, like, only, like, last year or whatever, like, with a mate. He got me a job just for a couple of weeks in Smoky Bay. Um, but on that, when I went around Australia, I got a job at Domino's for, like, oh, literally <laughs> didn't, I only lasted a couple of shifts and they got the sack. I got, um... What happened? Why did you get sacked? Oh, how did I get the sack? Oh, yeah, I got the, I was, um... I think one, well, I think it was a good day away or something and I was staying at my mate Jeno's house and, um, and we we're in front of the fire and we had a couple of wines or whatever like that and I was a little bit tipsy and they rang me up at like, they rang me up at like, I don't know, like 5.30 and they're like, oh, can you come in at six or whatever? Like, can you come at six, like to do deliveries or whatever? And I was like, oh, I'm a bit busy, <laughs> a bit, bit like half slosh, like, oh, I'm a bit busy, eh? <laughs> I can't do it, and then just they never rang me up, and then this, yeah, that was the end of that. And then, uh, <laughs> um, what else have I done? Yeah, I've done, I've done like paint. Oh yeah, I've done painting. Um, I got my truck license. So I used to drive my dad's fuel truck um, in port. Um, I got my coxswain's license. Like I've drove, I drove like a, um, like a, like a tourist, like a, like a river cruising sunset kind of vibe boat in port for a little bit. No um, way, what, up yeah. the Hastings River? Yeah, up the, up the Hastings River, yeah. Like, when I got back from oh. around Australia, I just got a job on this, like, it's like, oh, no, I swear it was, like, 60-year-old kind of Chinese, it's called the Chinese Junk, they're, like, a traditional Chinese wooden boat, and it's, like, it was pretty sick, it's, like, full massive steering wheel and stuff, and, um, <clears throat> yeah, I got, a, I got a gig on that, like, yeah, only for a few months or whatever, and then they, like, I went bankrupt actually. <laughs> then, yeah, and then um, yeah, so I was a teacher. These investors that they they really wanted. Nah, right? nah, they were struggling. <laughs> um, and then um, what else? And I done. Te- I was a teacher's aide for like a little while, like for like a year and a half. That was pretty sick. Um, Epic. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, and then recently I've just been like, I don't know. I got a couple of mates at landscaping port and like do the odd day for them if they have like a big job or whatever and um another mate builds decks pretty much and just been like getting on the tools of him a little bit like occasionally just like just like i don't know just to just to get it just to get off the computer and just um yeah kind of just like one or two days a week kind of thing just to i don't know yeah make me appreciate (laughs) um my life that i have and bloody like yeah because i've got a pretty free schedule like sort of thing so I don't mind doing like a stint of work and just like when I do have those days off and just have a free schedule and go surf when I want it makes me appreciate it because I've like I don't mind sacrifice 
sacrificing a couple of days of work because it makes me appreciate when I'm not working sort of thing, if you know what I mean. It's hard to you know, probably explain that bad, but... No, 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 feel. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like sacrificing days, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it's, it's also like a different feel, you know, it's a different feel of shutting your laptop after eight hours of work compared to putting down the tools after eight hours of work. It's, um, yeah, there's something definitely different there for sure. But what, yeah, what for sure. I was just thinking about those jobs you were saying, what was the, what was the hardest, man? Like, what, what was the one where, you know, you did it, you wrote it out, but you kind of thought to yourself, fuck, I'll never or, do that again. Oyster farming's pretty hectic. That's really? probably like, I'd say hands down, so that's the hardest job I've ever done, yeah. Right, so Jay's for sure, I think, work cut out for him. Oh, Finley's, yeah. Like, if he's, if he's, yeah, for sure, much respect to him, hey. Like, I don't know, well, when I was doing it in Coffin Bay, I only lasted like a, I think I lasted like a month, hey, and the guy was, the, the guy was like, oh, you sweet for like four or five months of work? And I was like, yeah, yeah, like, all good. And then it got to like a month and I was like, I'm done, I'm cooked. I was doing like the biggest days. I was doing like 11-hour days and just like like grading the oysters. You just like sorting them into all the individual sizes in the baskets. Cause like, um, and yeah, you just feel like a robot and it's just like, in and out, in and out of the um, water on the boats, out in the boats for ages, like walking around, um, like it's it's, it's sick. You're on the water. Area. It's just yeah, it's sick. It's sick. You're out. You're outside and whatever. Like it's cool, but just like the long days. Like by the time you get like, I think we're starting at like six thirty and kind of not getting home to like five five thirty sort of thing. And like by the end of the day, like you get home and you're just like absolutely like cooked. Like you can't do anything pretty much. And I was just yeah. like, I did like a month of it and I was like, yeah. So like, I don't know, I, I see oyster farmers down South Oz and like there's oyster farms here in Port and stuff. And I just like, I just respect them so much because it's, it's, a, it's a physical gig, eh? And repetitive, yeah. really but repetitive. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> when you're eating them oysters, when you're eating oysters, just there's a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into that oyster that you're eating, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, man, they they're priced accordingly, eh? Like you know, you're for sure. Down the market, and I guess for all the rain about too, it's been pretty crazy to try and farm them because of all the um, the runoff and whatnot. But yeah, it, I sometimes buy oysters for laws because you know my partner is an absolute fiend when it comes. Yeah, to she loves she loves them, eh? Oh, I loves them, man. I reckon she yeah. loves them more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Some issues there. Oi, um. <laughs> You know, your time in South Oz, bro, like, obviously amazing. You're taking a coaster around there and, and you you just, you know, spent four or five months there at a time over two different occasions and you've travelled around Australia and, like, whatever. What's the um, what's the most, you know, memorable moment you've had out in the desert, you know? Like, it could be waves, it could be campfire mm. vibes, it could be anything. Like, what, what what's the moment where you always recollect back on and, and be like, wow, that was, that was something? Yeah. Fire, it's a pretty hard question, eh? Because I don't know, like, um, I don't know, like, I've that, like, the last couple of years I've, like, ba- like bailed solo and it's kind of like, you don't really, ex- don't know what to expect, but it's funny, like, you always end up, you're, you you always end up, like, bumping into people and meeting people and, like, just, like, not not necessarily people like yeah obviously not organizing people to meet up with but you're always like just through surfing you end up meeting people and um like hanging out with like yeah it doesn't matter if it's bodyboarders surfers or, or whoever or whatever you just 
I know the the things the thing that stands out to me that gets me so stoked on all those travels is just like the friendships that you make and the people that you run into and like yeah I've got friends like all over the place pretty much just from surfing and traveling and just running into people kind of thing but yeah I don't know it's yeah it's, I've I've had I've had some six sessions and six sessions um like over the years um I oh, know the most the most crazy session that I had actually like was probably last year um by myself it was by myself at a wave I won't say the wave's name because it's like it's pretty kind of secret and whatever um but yeah I was out there by myself oh no I wasn't out there by myself I was out there with a surfer and um it was kind of big it was like eight foot and um and it was like the first day of South, oh, it was some reason there was no one out there. It was because it was the first day of like a South Oz lockdown or something. And, um, and I knew the way the charts were good for it. And I went there and, um, and there was like, yeah, no one there. This one surfer was out there and he just like, wasn't going any of them. Oh, oh can you hear me? Chase, Oh, you, you dropped out. Yeah, you got ya? Yeah, sorry, man. Fucking reception can be bad sometimes. Eh? You were just saying... No, um, no you're you right. just rocked up and there was one surfer out. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I was at this wave and there was one surfer out. It was like the first day of like a South Oz lockdown and um, there was no one out there and it was cool. It was pretty big. It was pretty big. It was like kind of eight foot sort of thing. And um, yeah, this surfer ended up going in and I was just like, it was kind of overcast and whatever. But yeah, it was just like the sickest session I reckon I got about... I don't know, like 12 or 15, just like just crazy, <laughs> crazy barrels, like mind bending barrels pretty much. And I was just like laughing myself. There was no one around. Like I was just <laughs> by myself and um, I come in and um, I was like, it was, and I was like, look, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to wrap it up and um, drive, just get out, like drive out of here and just, hit the road and like I drove to um drove the snow after, exactly after that session I was like just gonna leave it that because I was going I was actually going to meet my friends in the, in like Jindabyne like in like I don't know like five days or something like that and I was like kind of pushing it like time limit and I was like yeah we may as well just wrap it up there and um yeah I didn't surf <clears throat> for like I don't know, maybe like two months or something after that, but I was so satisfied with that last surf and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, thought about it for ages. Like it was pretty, I got some mind-bending kind of waves that day just with no one. And it was sick. Like it wasn't, wasn't there filming or photos or no one, whatever. It's just all in the, all in the head sort of thing. It was sick. Yeah, there was no pressure and it wasn't like, oh, we've got to get this done. We've got to get clips nah. and da, 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 which you nah. know, can be cool at the same time because it, it, it can be um encouragement and you, you can get stuff done quite easily but at the same time you're just a full soul man and to do it yeah. down in south Oz, man like hats off to you because you know a lot of people including myself at times would have things creep into my head um during that session that would deter me from having fun so for you just to be yeah frothing that hard man that's um yeah that's a pretty wild moment yeah it was a little bit eerie but it was the ways are that good that didn't think about any of that stuff thing I was just in the moment and like yeah I was just like there's crazy barrels out here and yeah it's just like as good as it can get pretty much and I'm out here by myself which is like so rare like if it 
if it was a normal day, there would have been like, you know, there would have been a few guys out there, but because of this, um, because of this lockdown thing, everyone stayed at home and I, and I didn't and just went there and it was like, yeah, it was a sick solo session, eh? That's epic. That's epic. And that's also taken the, the situation by the, the horns pretty much going like, you know, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there and, and you got the due rewards. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was a funny story as well. Like, so I bailed, I bailed for, like, yeah. So I drove over, started heading towards the snow and whatever. So I was like, yeah, just doing some long days, like <clears throat> behind the wheel. And, um, oh, and on the way, like one of my bo- uh, ball joints of the bus, like kind of like, like broke and um so anyway i had to fix that on the way like i think i was in wagga wagga actually i went to like super cheap auto and like got my got my wheel off like oh yeah rang up for like a parts place got the got the ball joint for the bus and um yeah fix it on the way like out the front of super cheap auto like if i needed like another tool i'd go in there and buy the other tool or whatever anyway it was a big day got it done i was like sweet like i'm not too far from the snow and, hang um, on, hang on, hang on. Were you just jacked up in the car park at Super Cheap Auto in Wagga Wagga? Yeah, yeah it's pretty funny, yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, I just went, yeah, I so went to Super Cheap, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I was kind of like on a time, time limit to get the snow to meet up with my mates, etc., etc. So I was like, yeah, and like, I'm not dealing with mechanics, like going, yeah, I can do it next week and all this crap. So I was like, and I like, fi- I like, fixing things and whatever and I rang my dad and he rang a mate and kind of told me how to do it and whatever and like yeah it's all it was it wasn't that hard of a job it was all right and um yeah anyway got that done and then um so I was in Wagga Wagga which is like the back of like kind of the back of the um Kosciuszko mountain range or whatever and I've never been in that way so I like went went in that way and went to like a town called Tumut or whatever camp there camp there the night and um yeah, I was like, yeah, not too far from Kuma or whatever. So, like, one morning, I woke up at, like, four in the morning for some reason. I went to bed hell early because I was, like, busted after, like, changing that that ball drone all day or whatever. And I woke up at, like, four in the morning or whatever, and I was, like, so awake. I was, like, I may as well just keep driving. So, I was, like, driving up this mountain, like, in the early hours. And, like, I was, like, oh, wow, like, it's getting... um getting pretty snowy and whatever and like up and up another mountain up and up another mountain and like the road was like getting so snowy and icy and the bus just like kept going somehow like I could feel it kind of spinning but it like kept going another mountain I was like wow like I can't believe I'm kept going anyway like like pretty much like two hours of that because the bus is pretty slow going up the mountains or whatever like probably didn't do that many k's because I was going pretty slow but anyway I was going up this mountain it was like just on daybreak and I just went bang like into like this big like meat like nearly a meter of snow on the road just sucks straight into it like bus just stopped and I was like oh fuck so and then it went anyway like there's like a guardrail like with like snow like packed up on the side of it and I like reverse down reverse out of the snow and the bus just slid sideways like fully sideways and just wedged up against this guardrail like no. off the side on the side of the road and I was like oh no but like there, there was like I'd, I've never been like I've never been out here. There, there was a sign like early days saying like you must like you must carry chains and all this stuff. And I just like yeah. was like surely not. Like the road was <laughs> well, anyway. Long story short, <laughs> I, long story short, I cooked it. And um, so I'm yeah I'm stuck at this thing. And then oh like 20 minutes later, this massive snowplow goes through and like covers the bus in snow pretty much. And um, yeah, he must have radio radioed like the. I don't know, like the government 
people, like the government roads people, and all these cars rocked up like not too long after. And um, this massive this tow truck driver come up to me. He's just like, oh, um, where's your chains, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't have any, man. He's like, oh, you know, they're going to find you and this and that, like kind of kind of half blown up. And he's like, an N- had an NRMA logo. I was like, oh, man, I'm part of the NRMA. Yeah, like I don't care about the fine, but can you like tow me out of here I'm with the NRMA? Anyway, like he, he towed me up the road, like pretty hectic, like he like, he couldn't even get traction on this road. This road was so icy. He like was like sliding everywhere and like, yeah, like reefed me up this, up this hill, like gnarly, like it was crazy. And then they, um, they snow plow, uh, snow plowed like a little parking spot on the top of the road. And, um, and anyway, so I was, there was no reception and they just, they just all, they just left me there. They didn't find me or nothing, but they just left me there and there was no reception or nothing. And I'm like stranded in this like, full-blown snow the weather was like real gnarly too it was like getting real windy and like pretty much like a blizzard and I was like what am I gonna do anyway I like got my phone and I like walked up this hill and got reset like got like one bar reception and I rang my mate Jonesy and Samuel they were in Cooma which was about 100 k's away and they'll hung over as and I was like oh boys you're gonna have to come and rescue me on like 100 k's from um Cooma um you're gonna have to go to the shop and hire like like a couple of different sizes of chains and bring them out to me because I'm not going to be able to get out of here without chains. So anyway, they're like, yeah, sweet, leave it with us. And um, anyway, the day, I was like st- stuck in the bus like good all mate. day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, yeah, they sorted me. Like they took a while. They were hung over, so it was all good. So anyway, I think they rocked up at like maybe like three in the Arvo. And this is all, and like pretty much this, is, this has happened about seven in the morning. So I was in the bus all day. And the weather was that crazy, man. Like the it was like a full blown blizzard. Like the whole side of the bus was like frozen solid, and like inside, like I didn't have like a heater or anything. Like it was it was freezing cold inside this in my bus. I was oh, man, boiling. It would have just been I was a refrigerator. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was fully crazy. I was boiling water just to like just to like get a little bit of warmth. I was like, I lit a couple of candles, like thinking it was going to do something, but it didn't. Anyway, um, yeah. So, like, to give you an idea how cold it was, I was like, I changed because I was in the bus all day, like nothing to do. So I like did a bit of spring cleaning. I was like, I'll change the sheets on my bed on my bed, and I like ripped. I, I had like a sleeping bag on my bed, and I like ripped it off and it kind of like it hit it hit my window my my window on the bus and it shattered it because it was frozen no <laughs> so i got a shattered window just a sleeping bag just a sleep like you know a sleeping bag's got like a zipper like a, yep. a kind of like a b- big zipper yeah kind of like i ripped it and it kind of like just hit the window a little bit and just went ting and just like just went and just shattered but the oh, like the window man. tint hit, hit, like held it together but it was just like a shattered window and I was like, oh my God. So the, the, that's what happened. Like the wind, the glass must have been frozen and just like a little tap of metal just shattered it. It was crazy. But I um, had anyway, a real run that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a Barry that day. It was pretty funny. But anyway, they came and like, yeah, I put, my, put the chains on eventually and got out of there. But that was like, yeah, that was a crazy journey. Like having that session and then I was like, I think like three days, like three days flat out driving, like, Something went wrong with the bus, like, sorted that out, and then, like, got stranded in this mountain, and then, like, all that shit happened, <laughs> and then, like, finally got to the snow, and I was like, just like, wow, like, that was a um, pretty crazy journey, to be honest. Did you end up <laughs> like, getting good snow? 
Yeah, yeah, we did. It was sick. I stayed out there for like, yeah, it was like, so we had like a boys trip or whatever for like, I don't know, five, six days with um, my mates from Port. And then um, I had a season pass. So I was like, I got nowhere to be or whatever. So I stayed out there and um, um, Moody, Moody Young and his um, chick, Kel, that, they were out there. So um, pretty much just hung out with them for like, I don't know, maybe another month or something or longer. So I just stayed at Jindabai and we were just going snowboarding every day and <laughs> just chilling. It was pretty, so it was pretty good, sick. Yeah, yeah it was so good. good. Moody and yeah. um, Kel are still away at the moment now, actually. They're yeah. up, in the, up in the north end, up Cow Bowery Way, just perched up with their beautiful dog Meg and getting waves every day and just living the life. Yeah, they look like they're having a sick time, eh? Yeah, I know, man. That whole um, band life, you know, I've, I've done it a fair bit, but I've never had the chance to have a huge coaster like that. Do you, are you are you in it right now? Like, are, are you are you taking this call inside the nah, coaster? No, nah, I'm not. I'm um, I'm at my mum's house actually. It's it's parked out the front. It's ready to, ready to roll at any moment. But no, nah, I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, did you have Wi-Fi and stuff in it? Or is it just like um, nah? Yeah, I just I just um, I just ah, uh, what do you call it? Hotspot your phone. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Exactly. Like I just got a good internet. I just got a good internet plan or whatever. I just hotspot it, and um, yeah, that's how I do uni. But yeah, it's pretty sick. I like watch Netflix and you know have all the comforts pretty much of your house. I got a hot like hot shower. I don't have a loo. Don't have a toilet, but it's. Like a lot of people that have a loo in their buses and stuff, they don't use it really anyway or whatever. But, um, yeah, I survive without a loo. But, yeah, hot shower, like, my computer kind of, like, I've got, like, an iMac and it kind of swings around and you can, like, lay in bed and watch whatever on, on the telly sort of thing. And a little desk, a little de- like, a little desk kind of fold-out desk that I sit up for uni and, um, yeah, it's got everything you need. It's pretty sick. It's so self-sufficient, man. It's probably the way of the future, considering the way the world's going. Eh, just drive out in yeah. the nowhere, live off the land, and um, don't worry about all the commotion that's going on. In this, yeah, uh, modern day and age. Yeah, it's sick. It's like a cheap. It's a. I don't know. It's a cheap. Ho- it's such a cheap holiday. Well, it used to be cheap. Fuel prices have gone pretty skits now, so it's not as cheap. But, um, but yeah, it's good. Just, just going and just parking wherever you think is a good spot, and um. Yeah, it just gives you a freedom sort of thing, like, yeah, I don't know, whenever I just, like, whenever I just, I don't know, f- feel, like, a bit stale or whatever and just need to get away, it's sick, just, yeah, I'm so lucky to have that thing and just jump in it and go and everything's in it pretty well, like, just put a bit of food in there and, yeah, it's like, yeah, a little, it's just like a little home on wheels, really, it's pretty sick. Yeah, it is, man. It is. I, I think it's a great way to live. And yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine not having one. To be honest, like, like, like one day that'll get too old, or like I might sell it or whatever. But I don't know. For some reason, I feel like I need like a a motorhome now. Like I don't think I could have not have one. I don't know. Anyway, maybe yeah, one day I'll have to. No, no. I, I know exactly what you mean, man. Because it's weird. That avenue just drop everything at any given moment and be like, well, I've got my accommodation sorted. I can just put yeah. a little bit of money together and I'm on my way and, and getting good ways. And plus, like from all the trips you've done in South Oz and your time around Australia and all your time spent on the South Coast living down there and like relocating, like, you know, how could you have done that otherwise? Yeah, that? I know. Like, Matt, like if you added up all the, like, if I added up all the time that I've lived in that thing, I reckon it'd be like, 
It'd have to be like three years, maybe four years, probably four years, to be honest, out of my whole life that I've li- like actually lived in that thing, I reckon. Where like, you yeah, up, at, most of them Oh, in South Coast. Um, I lived in... <clears throat> I parked in, like, um, one of my mate's um, front yards at Borley Point. Wow. For, like, for a, for a fair while, for a couple of months, like, maybe, like, I don't know, four months or something. It was, it was pretty sick. That's epic, <laughs> man. You got front row seats there and probably the best location on the South Coast. Yeah, yeah. He was just, he was living there with his chick and his Jack, Jack and um, Georgia. And, um, yeah, they, they were living there. And I was like, oh, um, you mind if, like, maybe just, like, perched up in your, like, front yard and just see what the real estate says <laughs> and, yeah. and um they're like yeah it's sweet and yeah they were just stoked to kind of have someone to hang out with and um yeah it was it was it was fun times eh? it was good it was like during like it was during covid when it was kind of hectic and you couldn't really do much but yeah i was kind of just down there just surfing and doing uni and it was it was pretty fun so you would have got less crowds at all the yeah more yeah kind of yeah kind of it was yeah, it had its moments where it was kind of uncrowded. Oh, but, how's, um, that, um, how's that black and white shot to bone got of you, of you doing that check turn underneath, like probably a four to six foot wedge at Nugget Man? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah like it's a, big, it's a big TP, big TP thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of different, eh? Like probably a sick air bowl if, I, if you really... Th- I think looking back at it, I'm pretty sure it was... a. It was pretty sick air bowl, but I don't know, like, there's how many, like, air forwards off the back can you do sort of thing. I don't know, it of might course, have been off the back man, section, but yeah. And you want just to be some, doing was, different things. Yeah, there's something different. I don't know. I don't even know really why I did it, to be honest. It was just like an in-moment kind of, it's like, yeah, like, boom, little half turn under this section. <laughs> I don't know, but it can't, yeah, it does look cool. Oi, do you, um, you know, thinking about back on your competitive career and everything like that man do you ever miss not being on the world tour anymore um yeah i don't know yeah i i am pretty i'm kind of competitive i don't know but uh it's a hard question yeah i kind of i am competitive but i don't know since i when i since i've got older i've just kind of enjoyed just getting sick waves like i don't know i i I didn't really in like going to places like like when I went to like when I was younger I went to like Sintra and those kind of comps and um and it was kind of like pretty average beaches and whatever I never did well there and whatever but it, it was it was it was it was such such a fun trip always always loved like seeing new places and and seeing new different cultures and like or whatever but yeah just kind of like I don't know, bodyboarding doesn't have crazy money in it and just doing that like year in, year out or whatever, I'd kind of get over it. But um, yeah, I just enjoy getting sick waves and just meeting new people and yeah, I don't know, the competitive drives kind of fizzled out in a sense, but I like, like, but yeah, like I love putting the rashi on for like the team's challenge and we've got like another local comp coming up here, but I just do it for fun sort of thing, yeah. Like, I, I wish I had a few more years kind of having a crack at the World Tour, but it didn't pan out that way. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm stoked I did have, like, one or two years or however long I did. It was it was a sick time. Got to see a lot of the world. It was good. 
Yeah, and you got on there, and you were at the highest level competing against some crazy bodyboarders, man. What was the um, what was the fiercest moment that you ever had in the heat out there? You know, anywhere on the tour. Um, fiercest moment. Oh, I remember. Like, I think I swear I used to cop Andrew Lester. Hey, like he used to swear he. I don't know maybe how the seatings worked or something. I always used to have Andrew Lester and maybe Winnie. But I remember Andrew Lester was such a gnarly competitor. He was always just like, oh no, he just hustled, hustled, <laughs> hustled the shit out of me, eh? And just really? used to just, yeah, I don't know, like always just like. Shout out yeah. to Lester Cronulla and Paul Yeah, Mack. yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love Lester. He's such, he's such a, um, he's such an incredible bodyboarder. But I remember, yeah, just, it was when he kind of had a little bit of a comeback and he was on the tour and I remember just like getting in heaps of heats with him and. I don't know, in talking about fiercest, like, competition moments, probably, like, yeah, probably, like, heats with him, like, hassling me and shit. And, um, yeah, I don't know, some of them Brazilians and whatever, like, Ed Luciano, I remember he was pretty gnarly in heats. And, he was a guy with white fins, eh? Yeah, yeah, he was, um, I remember having a heat with him in Chile, and, yeah, he was, like, yeah, real crazy competitor. But um, it was all good. Like, it just made, it, it pushed you. It was sick, but... um. But yeah, they're probably the probably the fiercest moments I can remember. But um, but yeah, I just remember like yeah, going to Chile and stuff. I kind of got over going to Chile. Like it was cold water and the waves like gnarly. Like the waves good, like not right in the wave off. But it's just like it was really gnarly. Like so, like you don't realize how gnarly that wave is until you go there. To be honest, like yeah, the things you know, Jack that Baker th- said the exact same thing. Yeah, when he, said, when he went over there and like. You know, Jackson Cradala, he surfed a, a fair few heavy waves on his day. He's been the poster boy for being the backwash kid for the last, like, five <laughs> years after getting launched at Cape. Like, he likes going out to Lunas. He likes pushing. Yeah. And he went over to Rika and just said, man, like, that wave is insane. And the footage, as you just said, does not do it justice. Yeah. The right's going to be a little bit more cruisier. You can get ones to bend out and get a big bowl and whatever. But he said the left is just always 10 out of 10 intense. Yeah, or, yeah, it's so, yeah, it's so gnarly, and just, like, when it's big, it's just, like, yeah, or, it's real gnarly. I remember being, or, the keyhole that you got to jump out to, out in, is just hectic. I remember one day, one big day, going out there, I remember, like, Jeff Hubbard right next to me, and, um, and yeah, I remember, like, this mat, oh, I swear it was, like, 10 or 12 foot, like, a big closeout, like, kind of closing out in front of the keyhole, and he was like right he was in front of me by like a few meters and he was and I was just like paddling my like heart out and he was in front of me and he just he just bailed in front of me and I was like oh my god Jeff Hubbard's like fully bailing on this one and I was like oh my god like, like <laughs> what do I do yeah I like what do I do and I'm behind him and I I remember I was in that zone where like you know you're stuck in the middle whether you don't know whether to paddle in or go out and you're in that like you know what I mean? Like, don't know whether to go and try and get under it or go in and just cop the whitewash, but it's not, not as intense, like, it's not on your head. And yeah. I remember just going, oh, like, I just kind of just committed to going out. And um, I remember just, like, seeing this, like, lip, like, like so coming down to me. And I threw my board, like, I threw my board. I remember the lip coming down. And I just, like, somehow, like, I got under it and I felt my board, like, my leash, like, just go, like, so strong. And I was like, oh, please don't snap. And somehow it didn't snap and I just come up and I was just like, oh, my God. And, I'm, I, I, and like, yeah, I paddled out there and I was like, I was like, t- 
talking to Hub, I was like, that was hectic, eh? And he's like, yeah, man, like, it was crazy. Like, it was just like, just a big rogue one. And I just like somehow got under it, no leash snap and got out of it. But I remember, yeah, and then this, just, yeah, just being out there, knowing that that can happen at that, at uh, Arika is just, yeah, I was just like, oh, it's not fun. <laughs> and also, you've, you've got a, a competitor in front of you who's a multiple world champion, just won the Walker Pro in South Africa at, you know, getting to a close age of 50. I think he's 47 or 48. Yeah, yeah. And he surfs like the heaviest wave in the, one of the heaviest waves in, in the world, pipeline, backdoor, all that kind of jazz, does huge airs off him, paddles out there, maxing, maxing pipe, and then admits to you in the lineup, yeah, that was pretty that was pretty hectic you know what I mean like that just shows you the level of what that wave was and how the situation would have unfolded for sure yeah it was it was hectic but um but yeah one of the hecticest moments too there was seeing Tamaga do that roll like onto like the rocks I remember I remember being like at the contest tower watching that in real life and I was like oh it was like one of the gnarliest things I've ever seen eh true competitor eh like yeah yeah, just like skimmed across the channel into like the rocks on the other side of the wave where like it's not even a part of the wave and just was like so hungry to win. He just did a roll and just like landed like literally like two feet in front of like a dry rock shelf and pulled through and got out of it. And I was like, it was just gnarly. But yeah. Wait, isn't it insane, Chaser, when you think about it, all the the beatings and the hidings that you've seen you've been a part of or you've watched in videos of bodyboarding in general, it is insane to think that at no stage has there been, you know, a hospital full of, of, of bodyboarders with, with broken bones and back. You know, I know there has been. Yeah, for sure. have broken their backs, don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to take away anything from them, but the amount of times, just even at a general session at your home break or whatever, man, like, People should be in wheelchairs and they're just coming out of this like, you know, just, just scotch-free. And it's, it's yeah. in, 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 like, in, incredible to see how many chances you can get in the ocean sometimes. Yeah, for sure. No, you're right. Like, yeah, you'd think, um, yeah, some of the waves and stuff um, that, yeah, guys are going these days and whatever, you should be hearing of more like, yeah, more like back snappages and stuff like that but yeah like yeah like over the years like brenda like brendo's waves and stuff that he got like and that that they were nuts and like yeah he he got like he kind of paid the price um well the guys have got damo at supers he broke his back no i remember we're talking about not long i was surf supers um just the other the other week actually and we're kind of talking about the injuries out there and i remember um we're talking about thorpe i think me and strachan were talking about thorpe how he um he hit the reef real hard out there and it kind of like kind of rattled rattled him enough to kind of almost i know yeah he kind of disappeared after that so yeah i don't blame him man like yeah strachan was there that day piner was there that day my really good friend Ryan Hutt was there that day, and then the way they had to bring him in on, on that board with a suspected, you know, broken neck or, or back, whatever. And I think he found out he he fractured vertebrae and also broke his jaw and a couple other things that yeah. he didn't even realise at like <laughs> at the time. Man, like when you look at that wave and what it does, like it 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 should it's be taking more people because yeah, you, there's sometimes not an exit. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty gnarly. It's a gnarly wave. I actually surfed it for the first time, like, the other, 
the other week, eh? I've never surfed it before. I've just never... It's never been that good when I've been there and whatever. And, um, yeah, I went out one day um, and, yeah, it was kind of... It was so, like, you don't understand how nuts that way is until you go out there, eh? It's just like... And all the power like, slapping on the oh, rocks. Oh, it's just... The back spits are just crazy. I just remember there, yeah, when I was out there, I was just going, how's these back spits? How's the power... Just, like, goes on the shelf and just, like all the energy just got shoots back up into the air and stuff. It's just like, yeah, like the footage of like bunting back in the day and stuff like that, like, and like Andre Botha, but yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember, yeah, bunting's like, bunting's ones, he goes out there, just like absolutely nuts. Like what an absolute animal for going there, man. Like that's oh, just. Oh, for sure, man. And like, <laughs> just like the listeners at, at home who's, who's listening to this podcast, just think about coming out of a wave and barnacles about as as big as your thumb or your pinky sticking up off like slanted perfect perfectly shaped rocks that would you know you can pretty much walk down and hop into the water but when you get flogged on that inside bit and pushed up them it's like essentially a block of parmesan cheese going up a cheese grater yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty intimidating yeah it's pretty gnarly but um yeah, I'm kind of amped to surf it again, though, like on the right sort of direction. It wasn't really the right sort of direction when I was out there, but, yeah, the tubes you can get out there are, like, pretty sick, so. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, one time I'm, yeah, keen to surf that again. But, but yeah, as you said, like, yeah, in the scheme of things, yeah, it hasn't, like, the waves that people go, like, kind of um, the numbers of pe- the numbers of people, like, not getting injured is, yeah, kind of surprising. But if you, if you think about it, there has been a couple of crazy crazy moments like nick omrod's injury down south oz like i listened to a podcast of that like that sounded gnarly like yeah did you listen to kind of like um i think it was brendan yeah i think yeah brendo and nick omrod are talking about like the that in the breaking his uh, back and stuff yeah man i was actually there with him a week prior to that um he was there with his his partner who's now his wife and um yeah beautiful uh, beautiful child with he actually came on the park uh the podcast only a couple of weeks ago and oh yeah re reenacted that story also maybe not in so much depth but just speaking more about the traumatic experience he's had since trying to get sorted with the rehab and trying to get his life back on track and trying to manage the pain he said the pain's been crazy but you know that wave and we all know that wave pretty well yeah we, like we both know that wave pretty well that yeah when you look at the headland and you like to, em- to emphasise your point even more about how gnarly it was, you, lo- you look at the headland, there's just, like, there's, there's, there's poles of, like, rocks, like, that are just sticking out of, of, of the cliff, and then you would assume that the reef is pretty much shaped the same way just underneath, you, you know what I mean? Just, just underneath yeah. the, the water there. So he must have come down on some crazy pinnacle. pinnacle, yeah, yeah man. Just for sure. exploded his body. Yeah, I know. It's kind of makes uh, makes me think twice a little bit when I'm surfing that wave now, just knowing that story. I know, man. I'm I just know, like, dude. yeah. You, makes, you remember Moody out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There has you been know. a couple now. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I know, it's such a good wave that, I don't know, yeah. I wasn't careless, but, like, um, yeah, I, I love that wave or whatever. But, yeah, now, knowing, <clears throat> knowing that story about Nick Omrod, it kind of, like, I don't know. I feel a bit more <clears throat> sketched out there now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. But you've been a realist too. And yeah. unfortunately, I think as we get older, our appetite for risk decreases because you seem to 
just think more. You've had more experiences. Your brain gets trained in a different way. When you're younger, you just throw caution to the wind because you might not have had those serious injuries or you don't really want to, or you haven't had the experiences to think back on and, you know, check in your mind, which is also a really cool thing because, yeah. you know, I, I, look at, I look at my son, man, and he just doesn't care running off lounges or <laughs> yes. doesn't care, you know. Like, if, if he could jump off our balcony he, if, and there was a ball down there, he probably would do it because he just doesn't, <laughs> he's got no risk, risk um, sphere, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as, as you get older, you kind of weigh up the risk and reward a little bit more or whatever. Because <clears throat> I don't know, I imagine myself just going like, I don't know, like, imagine just being laid up like in a hospital bed for like six months or whatever it is. Like I'd be, I don't know, it'd be pretty pretty traumatic. So yeah. Oh man, so traumatic. And the way yeah. you describe things of like not being able to, you know, just lay there motionless without having some sort of agonizing pain pop up through your body or waking up in the middle of the night not getting sleep like you know again his injury was a freak injury and this is not to deter any epic boogs out there trying to go hard and and go ham at waves but like yeah there's always things you got to weigh up at the end of the day it's like yeah, For sure. there's, yeah there's, you're right there's other things in your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% man 100% Oi, um, Chase I've been doing this section in the potty where I'm trying to ask people five questions in regards to um, just like general boogan kind of kind of uh, you know uh, I guess boogan direction you know what I mean like what you would like to use in regards to equipment in regards to wave type and all, all this kind of stuff do you mind um, if I yeah. throw those questions at you yeah go for it alright bro um, I, know, I, already, I, I think I already know the answer to this but your um, your hometown hero um, defied the odds in this one crescent or bat tail Crescent or bat tail? I don't know. I'm not that. I'm not that crazy. <clears throat> that crazy into board design or whatever. But I've actually never used a crescent tail. Oh no, I've never used a bat tail. Sorry. Um, Kingy like raves on about it or whatever. But uh, to be honest, I've just never even used it. But I think a crescent tail gets the job done. But so I'd say crescent. But I know <clears throat> I'm pretty close-minded in the way of new things and board design, I kind of like just ride whatever, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm almost much the same. I definitely take my hat off to people that are, like, you know, so systematic when it comes to, I want these sort of channels or these nose bulbs or I want, like, interchangeable stringers or I want, you know, my rails to be 50-50 every time or da-da-da. It's more so, like, as long as the board feels good, I'm happy to go with it. Yeah, I think I, I think, don't think I've really changed the shape of my board or whatever for like so long it's <laughs> pretty much so i know i'm pretty plain jane to be honest so is that the chaser leary function pro model yeah like there's been like shame on that they do like they do little tweaks and whatever like different things on the deck and like they do they do slight adjustments or whatever but not like it's kind of kept the same shape and kind of like template like throughout the whole time to be honest and like i don't yeah, I don't, know. I don't fault it, and I've got some sick waves on it, so I just haven't really experimented much in that in way of board design, really, because it kind of just works for me, and kind of just leave it at that. <laughs> if it ain't broke, yeah, don't, don't fix it for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, ramp or pit? Oh, 
Probably when I was younger, I'd say rant for sure, but now I'm getting older. I think I'm a bit of a tube seeker, eh? Probably. <laughs> I think I'm just turning into a full tube seeker now. I like surf nugging or whatever, and like the biggest ramps coming, I'm just like, oh, do I really want to hit this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you almost feel um, nice about it. Yeah, no, I, I still love ramps and stuff, but um, the, uh, um, I do like a good pit. <laughs> yeah, happy days, man. Um, dolphin cut fins, so like churches and whatnot, um, or other design fins. Oh, hundred percent Churchill design fins. Any, any just anything that I don't know. <clears throat> probably Spencer Skipper is like the only other person that's pulled off the look of not having Churchills. But throw like something different on ninety-eight percent of the people, and it just looks shit. So. I don't know, yeah, Churchill, Churchill shape all the way, pretty much. It's just like, yeah, I don't know, Dude, it just, I'm it's just super, iconic. Um, it is iconic, and I'm super glad you said that, because I did not want to see a riot in the streets of Port Mac tonight, man. If you said any other <laughs> than dolphin cut fins or Churchills, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no good, eh? You'd be out. Team yeah, Charles yeah. happen next year. <laughs> if, I ro- if I rocked up to, like, break all tomorrow with, like, a pair of, like, Tech, techs or something like it just, <laughs> it just <laughs> I just get so written off and it just I don't know it just, it's not the same but other style of fins I don't know I, I've never tried another pair or whatever but maybe they're arguably like better propulsion or whatever but yeah, yeah. I don't know just growing up watching Hard Life and and like Rawns and Kingy and Hardy and yeah just like that's the way you want to surf like that's legit that's legit booging, and they're wearing them, so that's what everyone has to wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in, I'm definitely in agreement there. I think your, your point's super valid, man. I think um, some other fins do give you way more kicking power. You know, like you can, you, you, they probably are designed better and, and like whatever, but you can't beat the symmetry of yeah. those blue and yellow fins. You can't. Yeah, beat it. just the yeah, the shape. Yeah, like not even like the colours. Like it's just. Yeah, just the symmetry of that shape or whatever, like, I don't know, it's pretty, it's, yeah, like, it's pretty funny, like, in Bergen, like, you cross your legs and whatever, but crossing your legs with anything other than them just doesn't look right. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I agree, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, beachy or reef? Um, fire. I've grown up surfing beaches. I'm a sucker for a good beachy, like, I do love them. But, oh, re- oh, it's such a hard question because I just love them, love them both. <laughs> but, but no, nah, probably, uh, I grew up on beaches and I just, yeah, yeah, have a good beachy. Like a lot of people, um, yeah, they kind of, I'm lucky enough to grow up in a, in a zone where we have like really good beaches and I have surfed a lot of good reefs over the years or whatever, but I know when you get like a crazy beachy, like cook, like a cooking beachy, just doing like the craziest shapes. It's like, and they're all, and it's like everywhere, like not just in the one spot. Like it's in like a, like couple hundred meter zone, and then there's everywhere, and like everywhere you're looking, you're just seeing all these like shapes. It's like, I know you just kind of like, whoa, like I like love, like you just love beaches because of that. So I'd have to say beachy because I grew up on them and. My local, yeah, all the ways I surf around Port or beaches and whatever, but yeah, I love reefs, but 
give me a good crazy beachy any day pretty much yeah and you can probably you know I, I grew up on reefs so this is this is coming from a a different um perspective but you can probably get more creative on beaches because the, every wave is is different and i know every wave at a reef is different too but generally yeah. you're going to get the same sort of shape there'll be different imperfections and whatever and there'll be different things to navigate but um at a beachy you know there's there's it's it's so much in my eyes so much harder to to kind of nail the timing of it all because you know it might be the second wave of the set there might be more froth on this it's kind of pushed in further on the bank and i know reefs yeah. do that too and i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm almost counter almost counting my point there but it just seems like you you know i look at all the sunny coast bodyboarders and how amazing they are when it comes to their ability to time sections their ability to take those uh, real technical skills and put them in big waves on on reef breaks. I think starting on a beachy is yeah, it's uh, like key. The best I reckon. Oh, it's super key. Yeah, sure. I reckon it's key. Like small wave beachy surfing start now is like key. Like you see guys that go like you know they they get half the idea of boogan and they go like straight into like surfing. They're like kind of like good. Um, they're like good big reefs and stuff. And they just they just they just. They just um, they just don't draw the right lines and kind of thing, and they just yeah. But yeah, gr- <clears throat> learning to boog and 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 yeah, boog and surf in like small beaches, you can just you can just tell the guys that come from that are just way more. Yeah, they just they just I don't know. They're just, they're just better better surfers, pretty much. Like growing up on like small beaches, I reckon. But yeah, beaches reckon are like. like- all round way better you know they, they yeah they can, you know anyone can kind of throw themselves over the ledge into a barrel but if you can then come down on, on an eight foot pit and then spin into it and as you said draw that line that's going to set you up for the next part of the wave because you've you've honed your skills at those like two foot slot beaches every day like it makes yeah. such a difference i reckon yeah like the the inconsistency at beaches kind of sucks but you know, like a reef is essentially like a rock kind of sand sandbank that's always there. So that's that's good. Like reefs are probably more consistent or whatever. But but yeah, when a beachy does its thing, it's like yeah, it's so it's pretty it's pretty nice to see sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Um, and last but not least, bicep or wrist leash. Oh, I've um. I've never even tried a wrist leash to be honest, so I have to say bicep. But um, yeah, I don't know. Bice, uh, wrist leashes to me, they just look like they kind of get in the way of like where you kind of put your hand, like holding the board and stuff. So I know bicep kind of like keeps it away from that kind of zone, but not writing them off or anything. Like each the, each to your own, but. Yeah, bicep just because... But yeah, I've never tried a wristy, but yeah, bicep just to keep it away from your... Keep it away from that zone at the nose. You never wondered um, why Sam Bennett used a wrist leash? Yeah, I don't know. He kind of like... Yeah, he used to wear... Like everyone used to like froth on dry rolls and all that stuff like when I was a grom and I don't know. I was like... Yeah, I, I don't really know why why that kind of phase happened or whatever but yeah i didn't really look much into it i was like i just i'm getting free bicep leashes i'm just gonna wrap these eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. that's a pretty good reason i reckon yeah. uh, the reason they 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 had a big upwelling there was because the goat 
brought him on the market, Mark Stewart. Yeah. And it was just the gyro vibe, and everyone was like, oh, if Stewart's bringing him out, it's going to be innovative. And we're just yeah, for it. sure. Are they still, I don't even know if they're still around or not. I don't know if I notice them. Yeah, I think you can get them probably on like lower grade leash ends, like in regards to not, you know, you probably wouldn't take them out in solid surf, but they're, they're, yeah. they're still there. I reckon, I don't know, not that I take much notice, but I reckon like have to be like, 80%, 90% of people would have used bicep leashes, wouldn't they? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. For sure. Every time like, we go into a line-up, it's... I don't think I ever notice people whacking something on the wrist these days. No, nah, yeah, it's weird. I reckon it's way more functional, as you said. Up and up on the bicep. Don't worry about it on that deck of your board, mate. Just get into the pit. Get into <laughs> yeah, the yeah, pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be, don't be fussy. Whack it anywhere and just get yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> Whack it on the neck, eh? You'd be sweating, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well um yeah fucking thank you for coming on chase it's been, no that's all good no it's been such a good chat dude and um yeah we've covered some 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 good ground i definitely know how to change a um a ball joint on a coaster now you know what i mean yeah, just in front of super cheap order and just uh, yeah keep going back in for your parts and you're all sorted yeah yeah it's funny yeah um <laughs> yeah we we covered a range of topics it was pretty good yeah, in, into it, man, into it. Well, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Chaso, and yeah. we'll have to catch up soon. Yeah, sweet, no worries. Thanks for having me on, Luke. Good catching up with you. Giddy up, bro. Keep well. See you, bro. It was all a pipe dream. Watching bodyboarding up on TV. Deep at reef, watching tension repeats, eating bait.